Great. Uh, thank you very much. Special and Sir Greg. Good morning to everyone today. We thank the Lord. I thought nga uh, GCQ balik lag ten people in church, but uh, we express our appreciation to our good mayor for allowing us and uh, she stood uh, on her decision that uh, worship still continue and so uh, we thank God for that opportunity you have your Bible please with you this morning <clears throat> I hope you can hear me clear claro ba ko sa likod brother Jose maklaro ko nimo sa likod dili siguro kay mo tubags brother Jose but who say claro bako des likod kana and uh, <clears throat> your Bible please in the book of Exodus chapter five we are reading verses one and two Exodus five verses number one and uh, <clears throat> verse two this morning. I tried to keep my the, the uh, microphone and my uh, near my mouth so that I can uh, speak um, clear uh, to you this morning. And uh, Exodus five, let us all rise to give reverence to the Word of God and uh, continue to pray. Satong church, continue to pray for our work, our mission works. Um, continue to remember our preachers in prayer, uh, hoping uh, we'll be able to visit Baganga by December. Kung mahuman ilang, at least magamit nilang new church building. We're looking forward to that. And anato ang cottages sa camp so far, it's uh, done. Anatay uh, restrooms. Og uh, world class ang ato ang restroom no di mo maulaw dito maski mayor pa mo adto nanangutan pastor makaadto na ba mi no? depende kay nag lockdown ba man ta actually looking at the whole thing sa campsite na pa lang ta sa 10% sa whatever we have envisioned there i have uh, told the engineer bagut side that first day of february we will start uh, our uh, our multi-purpose gym. Sa, sani, no? At least we need one million to start with. No? And uh, somebody has donated almost one million for that. No? So we can start right away. No? And uh, the Lord is <clears throat> pouring little by little His blessings. No? Uh, we hope to build a multi-purpose gym that uh, hold all churches together. And so we need to have at least... Uh, uh, a, a multi-purpose gym that will hold at least 500 people. <clears throat> so it's a big work. It's a, it, it, it takes a lot of money to build work. But we continue to pray for that. Exodus 5, verses 1 and 2. Let us read this all together to give reverence to the Word of God. Exodus 5, verses 1 and 2. Go. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go. And they feast in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey 
his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Can you imagine somebody challenging God? Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord. Neither, he says, I stand by my uh, word. I will not let you people, Israel, go. Heavenly Father, today we thank you for the word of God. It's recorded in the sacred writings of the Bible so that it would remind us, Lord, the folly of trying to rebel against God, to fight against God, to contend with your authority and power. And Lord, I pray that as God's people today, may we learn to apply it even in our lives as Christians to totally submit to your authority. And the people hearing me today that are not saved, may they submit to the authority of God. Stop fighting God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Can kindly be seated. Please. I, the message is entitled, The People That Continually Refuse to Submit to the Authority and Power of the Word of God. People who continually refuse to submit to the authority and power of the Word of God. And uh, I like what Attorney Mixon had uh, mentioned about the uh, attributes of God. There are inherent uh, attributes of God. They, they are God. They cannot be um, they, they cannot be transferred to another person. Only God possesses those uh, divine attributes. And you see, God God has power that uh, and, and authority that we we find here. As we continue reading verse 3 to verse number, you can read the whole chapter, but I will not permit us. We find here that Pharaoh hardened his heart to contend with the authority of the word of God. He says, I refuse to let you go. I refuse to submit to the authority, uh, the authority of, uh, of uh, Jehovah, for I am authority myself. I refuse to submit to the power uh, for I am power uh, myself. He claims himself to be deity. Everyone in Egypt believed that Pharaoh was a deity. When he dies he will continue to be a deity. So why, why do I need your God? I myself is, is God. So why would I why would I need the authority of your God? The authority and the power of God means the sovereignty of God. Amen? <clears throat> we need to understand that. Let me say that again. The authority and power of God simply means the sovereignty of God. What does the praise God is sovereign really mean? Who is the Lord? I don't know him. Why would I let you go? I do not submit to him. Now, if you were to look up the word sovereign in the dictionary, you would find words and phrases like superior. Superior. 
or greatest, or supreme in power and authority. Supreme in power and authority. Ruler or uh, an independent of all others. In its definition, the best way to explain God's sovereignty is simply to say, God is in control. God is in control. And the biblical, look at the biblical definition of, uh, and the context of the word sovereign. Sovereign. There is absolutely nothing that happens in the universe that is outside of God's influence and authority. Nothing happens, small and great. And in the affairs of all nations of the world, of every individual, now hear this. There is absolutely nothing that happens in the universe that is outside of God's influence and authority. Amen? Um, as King of kings and Lord of lords, God has no limitation. That's the God we worship today. Has no limitation. Consider just a few of the claims the Bible makes about God. There are five that I, I prepared this morning. Number one, God is above all things and before all things. Remember that. God is above. If you find somebody having a hard time submitting himself to the authority of God, remember this. God is above all governments, all individuals. No matter how powerful they seem to be, but God is Above all things and before all things. He's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He's immortal. And he's present everywhere so that everyone can know him. Revelation 21 verse number 6. Number 2. God created all things and hold all things together. Let me say it again. God created all things and hold, uh, holds all things together. Both in heaven and on earth, both visible and invisible. Colossians 1, verse number 16. Number 3, God can do all things and, and accomplish all things. Nothing is too difficult for Him. And He orchestrates and determines everything that is going to happen in your life, in my life, and throughout the world. Whatever He wants to do in the universe, He does for uh, he does, for nothing is impossible with him. Jeremiah 32, verse number 17. Number four, God knows all things, past, present, and future. There is no limit to his knowledge. God knows everything completely before it happens. And remember that, um, Romans 11, verse 33. Number five, God is in control of all things and rules over all things. He has power and authority over nature. History, angels, and demons. Even Satan himself has to ask God's permission before he can act. Psalm 103, verse number 19. And to be honest with you, um, it, it went out of my mind um, as far as the, as the lesson this morning is concerned. I never thought, but God works. You know, um, this is a follow-up of what we have learned of that um, of Sunday school lesson this morning, great lesson. 
And uh, that's what being, being sovereign means. It means being the ultimate source of all power and authority. God is the ultimate source of all power and authority and everything that exists. Only God can make those claims. Amen? Therefore, it, it's God's sovereignty that makes him superior to all other gods and make him and him alone worthy of our worship. Him and him alone. First thing that I would like to share with you is this. We want to look at some people who refuse to submit to God's authority and power in their lives. Number one, we can look at Mr. Pharaoh. Mr. Pharaoh. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in. They were commissioned by God to see him. And told Pharaoh, Thus said the Lord God of Israel. Now, this is what God says. This is what God says. Now, thus saith the Lord is mentioned more than 2,000 times in this book we call the Bible. God has placed his authority in this book. This book has a divine authority behind it. We cannot escape it. We cannot neglect it. We cannot refuse it. You read the Bible and the Bible speaks to you. You read the Bible and the Bible commands you. And why? Because this Bible holds divine authority. And they said, well, tao lang na. I, I, don't, I ignore it. I don't want to do it. Whatever you think, God's word is settled forever. It happens. Why? Because of the authority God has placed on this book. God has placed his authority on the local church. God has placed his authority upon his man. And so, uh, rejecting God's delegated authority means you reject his word and you reject himself. Now here is Pharaoh. Man of God came to him. They were commissioned by God and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Allow my people to go, to live. Let my people go and they that they may hold the feast unto me in the wilderness. Amazing. The response of this man was, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? To let Israel go, I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. So again, God sent Moses and Pharaoh, uh, Aaron to Pharaoh to let the people go. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him? To let Israel go, I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Well, one thing we understand that Pharaoh did not know the Lord God. They worshiped many gods. Some of the names of the gods they worshiped were happy. Happy. And uh, the god of the Nile River. They also have a god by the name of Higet. H-E-G-E-T. Higet, the goddess of birth. They also have a god named Ra, the sun god. And then they also have a god named Set, S-E-T, the god of storm. They also have a god named Seker, S-E-K-E-R, the god of death. So they reverenced and honored these idol gods, but they did not know the living and true God. They did not know the living and true God. They Religion 
of their ancestors. They did not care about knowing the living and true God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Pharaoh and his and the Egyptians put their confidence in their customs, their idols, and the religious leaders. Pharaoh was the ruler of Egypt, the most powerful country of that time. His armies were powerful, superior to any army of its time of his time. And uh, he was feared by kings. He was respected by all. He was wealthy. He had power. He could order the death of a person or, or cause them to live by his approval. And so Pharaoh, no doubt, thought in his mind that in the mind, and in the mind of the Egyptians, it was believed that when he died, when he died, this man, Pharaoh, he would automatically become a god. Therefore, Pharaoh was not interested in knowing the living and true God, and the, the one true God. So when God sought to speak to Pharaoh through his prophets, Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh didn't, didn't see, you know, great, any great uh, army standing behind Moses and Aaron. Just imagine as they approached that man. And I can almost hear saying, Pharaoh saying, That's the shepherd's robe. And that is why ginapadapil mga shepherds because why pulos na sila ha? And here you are claiming and, and commanding me the number one ruler of the whole old world, he says. And you have no, you have no army and power. Because Pharaoh operated by faith, by sight, and not by faith. He answered them, Who is the Lord? But I should obey him. And let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. You see, because Pharaoh would not let, would not listen to God through Moses and, and Aaron. God sent, we know that, plagues. There were ten plagues. Like number one, <clears throat> Nile River turned to blood. Chapter 7, 14 to 25. Like number two, frogs were found everywhere. Like number three, they had lies and, and plies. <clears throat> and then number five, their livestock were killed. Like number six, they had boils. Like number seven, a storm. Plague number eight, and all of this, remember this, had caused suffering and pain as far as the Egyptians were concerned. They had number nine, darkness, and the tenth, uh, among the, the tenth plague was the death of the firstborn. It's found in Exodus chapter 12. See here, number one, see here the serious consequences these things happened. All these this plagues came to them. Everything happened simply because Pharaoh and the Egyptians refused to submit to God's authority and to God's power. Pharaoh had continually hardened his heart until, can you imagine, plague number one, plague number two, People were suffering until the 10th plague. He continued 
continually hardened his heart. Now, some said, you cannot blame Pharaoh. It was God who hardened his heart. God hardened his heart the more. And God only responded to him. Why? Because in the mind and in the heart of Pharaoh, kahit nadayang kasing-kasing. And the more he hardened his heart, the more God hardened it. Binasabayan sa sigino. And, uh, and be careful. Because the, the longer you postpone the word of God, you refuse to listen to his authority, now the harder your life and your heart becomes. Remember that. Now Pharaoh would harden his heart, God would go beyond it. Then another thing, he would harden his heart harder and harder and harder. He continually hardened his heart until he saw the death of the firstborn in the whole land. And it came to pass, verse 29, chapter 12 of Exodus, <clears throat> the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of who? The firstborn of Pharaoh. Ang kinamagulangan niyang anak. In fact, there is a ta- statue the, that, that the next pharaoh at that time and uh, doon ay statue sa iyang lungon o sa iyang pansyon dito nga namatay siya ang kinamagulangan niyang anak mismo sa iyang palasyo. In spite of the fact that they were surrounded with a great army. <clears throat> In spite of the fact that, that no nation can touch that boy. But the judgment of God killed him. Dito siya natandog mayo sa dihang ang ginoo. Mismo ang iyan ang anak gitandog sa ginoo, gipatay sa ginoo. What does it take for you to submit to the authority of God? We ask ourselves, we continually now re- reject, we continually ignore the authority of God in our lives. <clears throat> the authority of this book. What does it take? Be careful because it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. These plagues were directed against two significant Egyptian gods. First, Osiris. In chapter 12, look at verse number 12. Let me read that. Chapter 12, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man and beast. Apili lang hayop. And against all next. Now, against all the thousands of gods in Egypt at that time. They had hundreds of <coughs> temples for their gods and thousands of different gods. They have gods for everything. But the lies and the plies, Everything. Their, their, their animals, they had gods for everything. And God says, against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment, God says, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. So remember this. This plague in number 10 was, was directed against two significant Egyptian gods. First, the god Osiris, who was the god thought to be giver of life, but he cannot prevent the death of the firstborn. 
And then this was against the supposed deity of Pharaoh himself because his own household was touched. His son suffered death. He was, he was, he was acknowledged, he was believed to be God himself. But you know what? Pharaoh could not prevent the death of his own son. And so he, he failed. He failed. And uh, remember this. And, and then as he continued, continued hardening his heart in chapter 14 of Exodus, verse 16. And, but if thou, instruct, God instructed Moses, but lift up thou up thy rod and stretch out and hand of the uh, out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And uh, the children of Israel shall go on the dry ground to the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. You know, at the same time, the hardening of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's heart by God was to give him more opportunity. And why did it last up to ten plagues? God was giving Pharaoh the opportunity and the rest of the Egyptians to see to repent and and then acknowledge God in their lives. But the longer God extended it, the harder their hearts became. They refused to submit to God. And so to make the story short, God made a highway in the midst of the Red Sea. And they pursued God's children. And you know what happened? You know what happened? God drowned all of them. They all died in the sea. And modern archaeologists found that there are, there are wheels of uh, chariots still found in that place. To prove, to prove that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. God gave Pharaoh a chance, but he deliberately... And it was his heart, actually. It was his decision that he deliberately hardened his heart, refusing to acknowledge God's authority over his life. Who is the Lord? Who is the Lord? We're governed by the principles and authority of God. And we could have gone to other places this morning, but we're in church. We could have, do, we could have done some, some, something else this morning, but you're watching there in your home. Why? Because there's authority that governs us. Do you realize that? And we could have, we could have spent our money uh, preparing for uh, a, a bargain that will um, take place in December. But why do you put your money inside that envelope, in the offering envelope? Why? There's a, there is an authority somehow that governs us. Somehow that governs us. Maybe you were invited to attend a a birthday party this morning, but you refuse in spite of the fact that you know those people. They are your friends, maybe relatives. But why did you refuse and come to church? Why? You recognize God is greater in authority than those people. It may hurt them, it may, it may make them sad or angry with you, but you do what is right, you do what is commanded in the word of God, Forsaken of the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of you, you are here. Why? Because there is authority that governs us. The authority of this world. 
God said to Pharaoh. Through Moses. Moses said God said it. That said the Lord. You obey it. And so God gave Pharaoh a chance. But he deliberately hardened his heart. Refusing to acknowledge God's authority over his life. Who is the Lord? He says. What is his name? Moses said Lord. Per adventure. What if the people would ask me. Said the God of Abraham had sent me. Leading you out of uh, slavery. What if the people would ask Lord. What is his name? I am that I am. He's the great I am. He's the great Jehovah. Nobody. He's a self-existent God. His name. His name. Said Moses. Please give us his name. Tell us about his name. I would like to say his name. His name is Jesus. Amen. He's the great I am. In the book of John. Seven times he claimed. I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the vine. I am the great shepherd. Those people asked in the Old Testament. Many, many years ago. What is his name? I'd like to say this. If our Moses, his name is Jesus. He's the great I am. Seven times in the Gospel of John, Jesus claims to be great I am. In John 6.35, I am the bread of life. He alone is able to satisfy your spiritual hunger. I am the light of the world. I am the door. And all the other doors had um, led down the wrong path. And to eternal destruction, Jesus is the entrance unto eternal life. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and life. And I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. I am is, is the great, the personal name of God, of the Old Testament. You ask the name of God, of the God they serve, he says, I am. You ask the Savior who died for us, the Savior we follow, the Savior we worship, he says, my name is I am. What does it mean? The Jehovah, great Jehovah in the Old Testament is no other than the Jesus of the New Testament. And we see God's people. We always, we shout God's people. Amen for that. He's the great I am. Name of Jesus. He's the Jehovah Yahweh. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 9 to 11. And God gave him the authority. God gave him the name. Jesus is Lord. By the way, the word Lord, there's equivalent to Jehovah or Yahweh. This is the exact equivalent to the words I am in the Old Testament. Who is Lord? Who is the Lord? You must find the right answer to that question or else you suffer forever in hell. Who is the Lord? i let you answer it. I hope you can rightfully answer it this morning. Who is the Lord? He is the only way to heaven. Acts 4 verse number 12. Neither is there salvation any other. For there is no other name under heaven. Given among men. Whereby we must be saved. And that is the name Jesus. Matthew 27, 22. Pilate said what shall I do then. With Jesus which is called Christ. What shall I do then with Jesus which is called Christ. What must I do to be saved. Acts 30, 31. 16, 30, 31. What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou 
shall be saved. Be saved. So many people are like Pharaoh still today. They hear his name. They hear, they hear his gospel, but they refuse to submit to him. They would rather adopt religion. They would rather, they would rather do hard things in religion than to accept Jesus. Who is the Lord? Is he your savior this morning? Do you know him? Let's see another person who refused to yield to God's power and authority. In Daniel chapter 4, verses 1 to 37, because time will not permit us. Let us just see some few things here. We are familiar with him, King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar was self-conceited uh, uh, kind of a person. And he believes in 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 himself and then refused to submit to any other authority but himself. He was a world reader also. In Daniel chapter 4, look at verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all the people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that that the high God had wrought toward me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, he was having a dream. And the dream was explained to him. And he wanted the, he wanted the magicians of, it, of Babylon to interpret, but they could not interpret. And uh, Daniel gave the interpretation. And him being the head of gold. God has given you the power and the authority. And you need to repent of your sins. You need to change your mind. Verse number 28. Because time is limited. And all this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, God, God reminded him. And uh, verse 27, therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable, Daniel said unto thee, and break up thy sins by righteousness, and thine iniquity by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a length, lengthening of thy tranquility. It came to pass, instead of humbling himself to the authority of God's word, <clears throat> he decided to continue on with this. He had seen it in chapter 3. He, 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 he saw the Son of God there. And the, the God of the book of Daniel has shown himself as the Son of God. It's Jesus. Jesus. And so he had seen it, but kept on hardening his heart. And so God gave him 12 months. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And look at this. The king spake and said, It is not, it's not this great Babylon that I have built. Is that, is that describing you? You have this and that, and you said, This is what I have accomplished in life. You do not give God the glory. God gives us so much. And yet we say, Ako to, kanadiha ako na. Kini ako ni, kini ako ni, kini ako ni, wa tayo ato, diris kalibutan, 
For we brought nothing into this world. Everything is given by God. Everything we must recognize is given by God. And so he refused. Because of refusing to acknowledge God. And uh, verse number 30. The, the king spake and said. Is not this great Babylon that I have built. For the house of the kingdom of my what? My power. By the power of my. By the might of my power. And for the honor of my majesty. Do you see God being recognized there? Do you see him giving glory to God? Not at all. God is completely out of the issue. And so God says here. While the word was in the king's mouth. There fell a voice from heaven saying. O king Nebuchadnezzar. To thee it is spoken the kingdom is what? The things that you treasure and you own today. Consider your own. Could slip out of your hand. In a split of a second. Look at this. He was the greatest king. He has built the hanging garden of Babylon. One of the ancient wonders. One of the wonders of the ancient world. While the word was in his mouth. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee is spoken, the kingdom is departed. And they will drive thee from men and dwell, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee, or at least, I don't know how to interpret the word seven there, times seven. I mean, some said that it was seven years. He was, he was so proud. You know what happened? While contemplating on his own greatness, sitting on his throne, right there and then, katong yama kuko, nagtagas, yung mga buhok, nagtagas, yung balaibo, namura siya, wild beast, ni kamang na siya, paubos, to the forest. Some scholars said, magpasalamat siya kang Daniel, because Daniel was already the prime minister, and most likely Daniel have watched him for his safety. That is why he survived seven years. And you know what happened? Look at verse number 34. And the end, and at the end of the days, Nebuchadnezzar lifted up his eyes, mine eyes, unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the most high. Can you imagine that? Everything in Babylon was built by the power of his might and for his majesty. From the smallest article to the biggest articles you find in the kingdom, the smallest wealth to the biggest wealth you find in Babylon was mine, for me and mine, 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 mine. Where is God's authority then? Voila. You see, he repented and it, God restored it to him. Nebuchadnezzar was the most feared and the most mighty ruler of his day. He controlled the powerful kingdom of Babylon. And was unrivaled actually in power and in military might. Even though Nebuchadnezzar was a great and powerful king, he failed to recognize 
or acknowledge God in his life. One thing he forgot that he was, he forgot that he was in the place of power because of the will of God. Jeremiah 43 verse 10. It was God, in fact, God called Nebuchadnezzar my servant. My servant Nebuchadnezzar. You see, you have the power today. Every one of us has somewhat power, God-given power. Amen. You woke up this morning, you took a bath. At the time, you feel you need to. Walay makapugong ni mo. You woke up this morning, ang imong itlog, ang imong gisod, ang itlog, chorizo, saba, inononan. Why nagbuot ni mo? You have that power. You drove your car. Because of God's you have that power. God's delegated power. You open the gate of your house. God has given you that power to exercise. The one thing, like Nebuchadnezzar, one thing he forgot, that he was in the place of power. Whether it's great or small power, we need to remember you are there because God put you there. Amen? Daghang ng hagbong sa coronavirus, but you're still alive. The reason why is because of God's power. God has given us life. God gives us the power to acquire whatever position you have in life. Remember this. God has given you that position. All the wealth that you have. The life, every ounce of life that you own today. Every step that you take. Everything that you have today, you have it. Why? Because hulaman sa ginoo. When Nebuchadnezzar sat on his throne, he forgot that he was there because God put him there. He was there. I don't care it's, if it is Prime Minister, President Putin, or, or whoever, whoever, or uh, uh, Mr. Yoon in, in, in North Korea. Now remember this, people have to remember. God puts you and gives you the power whether great or small power, God is in control of everything. Refuse to acknowledge God and you will suffer the consequences. Refuse to acknowledge the power. John 19, look at verse number 9. A powerful man talked to Jesus during his, during his uh, <clears throat> um, trial. In John 19, his name was, was Pilate. In John 19, verse 9, and he went again to the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Don't you know I am the governor? I am an appointed governor by the, by the Roman Empire. I can set you free. I can have you put to death. I have the authority being the governor. Now, why are you talking to me like that? Verse 10. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me, and uh, knowest not, now knowest thou not that I have power to crucify, I have power to release. Wow. He was, he was so proud of claiming that power. 
was so proud of claiming that power. I have the power to set my car on. I have the power to go to the bank and withdraw my, my, my deposit. I have the power to do this. I have the power to do that. Maybe small amount of power, but that is still power. Now, during this time, it was claimed to be a greater one because it was claimed by a governor. said, so you refuse to talk to me. You should recognize that I have the power, he says. I can exercise it. Jesus answered, thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Can you imagine? God gives you the power after service nga makalimong gunitan tong taklub sa imong kaldero. You have the power to lift. And then you have the power butangan imo ganang sandok. You have the power butangan ibutang imo sa you have the power nga mupunit ka. But remember this. Nobody can prevent you from doing that. It's your home. Remember this. Without God Everything that we have today is God's power, through God's power. I have the power, Jesus says. Now, thou couldest have no power at all against me if it were given thee from above. Therefore, he delivered me and unto thee had the greater Sin. I mean, referring to Judas Iscariot. How many times we claim that we exercise that power? And you see, I look at this. Now let us look into the paths leading to forgetting the Lord. I just have two main points. I just limit to two persons. We have Pharaoh, we have Nebuchadnezzar, Next point, the paths that lead to forgetting the Lord. Why is it, what is causing us to forget, to disregard God in our lives? Number one, listen to these Christians, the way of backsliding. When you turn your back on God, naturally, Proverbs 14, verse 14, the backslider in heart shall be Filled with his own ways. Gusto ko mo simba, simba ko. Domingo ka ron, simba, simba ko. Simba ko in taon, di ko mo simba. If I want to tithe, I tithe. If I want to, if I want to put my tithe into uh, helping the victims of the typhoons, that's it. We are governed by the laws of God. We belong to the local church. You're not supposed to do that. Sada ang kontait pastor kay dato na ng Guerrero ipanghatag na ko subang managlisod. You are wrong. I said let me remind you, you are acting your own way. You refuse to submit to the authority of God. You think nga mas maayong ihatag na ko subang pastor, i-delegate na ko kay ako'y pasalamatan nila. You are wrong. The glory of our giving should belong to God. And God is not glorified when you disobey the Bible. Remember that. No matter how you think and what you think, it's right 
It's not right in the sight of God. The way of backsliding. What is backsliding in heart? Charles Penny said, I, I looked at his book yesterday, it consists in taking back that, that consecration to God and His service. You used to be faithful in the things of God, but give away anymore. That is backsliding. It is living, uh, it, it is living uh, by a uh, b- b- living by a Christian as the first love. You used to love the Lord; He is the first priority. But now, kunay subra ang gino, kunay subra sa kung time. Pastor, masimba ko tanawang ko na Domingo ha, nakoy nakoy time. Uy. Pasubra na lang gino, pakapin ang gino. And uh, when you are number three, outwardly per, per, uh, performing the work of God, but deep inside your heart is a backslider. Be careful. You can preach, you can teach, you can sing, you can do things of God with a cold heart. That is backsliding. You're doing things for formality's sake. A stereotype formal way of saying and doing things but deep inside your heart is cold as an iceberg there is no joy in the heart friend if the joy of the heart is gone you need to seek god ask forgiveness do not allow the spirit of backsliding stay in your heart cast it out because living a backslidden life will cause you to forget god to disregard god and whatever you do, you do it your, as your own way. Trying to feel your own desire. And not realizing that you are fighting God. You are ignoring, you are disregarding the authority of God. Another path that leads to forgetting God is the wrong desire of freeing yourself outside of God's control. God's divine restriction seeking the false freedom of leaving yourself outside of God's will. Remember the prodigal son? Everything was right. There were restrictions. Corpi hours. Nak dapat alas nueve corpio na namus balay. Nak dapat diri sa balay dito maginimino beer. Nak dapat gitan sa trabaho, gikasispilan, ayagapit anang sinihan or bitjukihan. There are so many restrictions. You know what? He decided to live his life by himself. There are so many Christians who are like that. They want to wear the dress they want. They, they hate the Bible Baptist because they said, Sige na pagwalan is pastor pamantalon. Pamantalon, pamantalon. Sukad pagkapastor siya at hangtod karon, Napudpud na lang akong libay sa hangtod karon. You know what you're doing? You're trying to live and create freedom, so to speak. False freedom! Seeking false, the false freedom of leaving yourself outside the will of God. Prem, there is true, there is no true freedom outside of God's will. And the prodigal son has proven that. So many people have, uh, you know, they have, they have, they, have, they, they have tried it. Only to realize that outside of God's will, of God's will, God's control, life is absolutely futile. F-U-T-I-L-T Futile Waipulos Kapakyasan Vain Useless And pointless 
Look at the life of the prodigal son. This son have learned that all you, whenever you get outside of God's will, what you get outside of God's will, of God is all sorrow, shame, suffering, sadness, and the only answer was to come home. Come home, my child. Go home. Path number three. First of all, we have backsliding and the wrong desire of seeking false freedom. Number three is the wrong feeling of self-sufficiency. Luke chapter 12 records about the man. He had, he had plenty and a great harvest. He said, what shall I do? And uh, not seeking God's direction in his life. This will I do. I'll do. I've built greater barns and and I will tell my soul, said soul, you have much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. I'm living my life. I have success here on earth. I'm living my life without regarding God's restrictions, God's control. This man has put all his trust on his material success. You see, you don't find God in all his thinking. This actually man made two fatal mistakes. Number one, he assumes he has so many years to live. And then number two, he assumes, you know, natural goods will satisfy the soul. Will satisfy, nothing satisfies but Jesus. If you are fortunate to have wealth, garnered good things and acquired good things, praise God for it. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with it and you will be happy. Now, another number four, forgetting to put God first. You know, what what leads us to forget God? Forgetting to put God first in the disposal of the things God has temporarily lent us. Life, Opportunities, Time, Or you to die, if you die today, you cannot extend it. Talent, money, education, and so many more. Remember, we brought nothing to this world. The moment that you forget to put God in all of this, God's place is number one in your time. Amen? God's place is number one in your finances. God's place is number one in your talent. God's place is number one in all of your opportunity. Remember that. Do not put God next. God deserves, His authority deserves to be First, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5 decided to sell their land. The church members have agreed to sell their properties to support because there were 25,000 now membership of the church. The first church, local church in Jerusalem and everyone surrendered into full time. How will you finance that? And so they decided, unlike Barnabas, Barnabas sold his worth billions and gave it to the church. 
And that is why local church is local church. We don't follow them. We don't follow this, this, this kind of gift because it was practiced by the local church. They decided it. The Holy Spirit led them to do it. And so to make the story short, Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter 5, decided to sell theirs. And in, in Acts chapter 5, notice please this. Notice this please. In Acts 5 verse number 1, but certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold their possession and kept back part of the price. I remember my friend, pastor, who read this. He said, said instead of kept back, kick back part of the price. And there are many Christians who are kicking back, holding back, and keep, kept back part of the price. His wife, being private, she knew it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. <clears throat> I wonder what they do. What did they do with the, the rest of the millions? Most likely, basi gibutang lagarapon, and then I. Nai initial nga AS Ananaya Sapphira gilubong nila until now gipangita pas mga treasure hunter. What do they matilawi? They came to church. Both of them died. Ananaya Sapphira committed the sin of exercising the power God has given them wrongfully. And uh, Look at this, please. Peter said, verse 3, Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is a person. Why? Because you, can, you cannot lie to an influence. They said Holy Spirit is only an influence, but he is a person. And keep back part of the price of the land. While it remained, was, his, was it not thine what? After it was sold, was it not in thine what? Own power. God gives us the power to dispose. God gives us the power to own. We brought nothing in this world. It was in the power of their hand whether to give it or not. But they exercised that power, God-given power, wrongfully. And as a result, it brought death. Malachi 3 verse 8 and verse 9, you are cursed with a curse. All the consequences of disagreeing, disregarding God's authority in our lives. Pharaoh had suffered the fatal consequence. Nebuchadnezzar learned it the hard way. And Ananias Zephyrus, suffered the, the sad consequences. Hannah, I always ask this. Maybe that night they agreed. So Saturday evening said, Dung, pilay halin dung. Uh, 10 million. Ay hatag lang ng 10,000 simbahan doon kay Mindol Raba sa, sa, sa ni ka ng blended learning atong anak. Kinahanglan raba ka ng computer doon. Kinahanglan raba mga libro doon. Ayaw ihatag tanan sa simbahan. Ad-ad to simbahan. Nangatumba sila da sa simbahan. Why? They allowed Satan to lie to the Holy Ghost. You cannot lie to God. You cannot hide things from God. Ananias and Sapphira suffered the sad consequences. Stop fighting the will of God. Stop refusing to submit to God's authority. And uh, 
Stop refusing to submit to the power of God in your life. When you, when you, when, when you do that, it is utterly wicked. Remember, pride, pride, pride can hurt your life. What you need to do is 1 John 1, 9, come to God humbly, ask for forgiveness and serve Him. He should ultimately rule in your whole life. And if there is a specific part of your life, your heart, where you need to surrender, come to Him through His Son. His throne is open. Submit to the authority of God's Word. How can you know the will of God? You can know it through the Bible, this book. The Bible lays down all what we need to serve God. First, we need to serve God through His Son, Jesus Christ. You cannot know God. You cannot serve God except through His Son. Serve God not only through His Son, serve God through His church. As far as my Bible is concerned, I am dogmatic to that. God has only one church, and that is the Baptist church. And every Christian is placed in the local church. Remember that. Where you are supposed to love your church, where you are supposed to support your church, where you are supposed to serve God to that local church, and uh, serve God, serve God, and uh, the Bible way. And you see, we follow and submit not only to the local church principles, we have, we have church ordinances, we follow that. We follow God, we serve God through our church ordinance. How many of you have, how many of you have, have read our church covenant? How many of you? You need to read that. We follow and submit to our leaders. First, the pastor. We love and support the ministry of our local church. Don't try to act wisely on your own way. Follow the Bible way. Serve God the Bible way. Amen. Submit to God's established authority. His established power. His sovereign. When God says yes, say yes. When God's word says go this way, go this way. Do not try to re rebel against the will of God. Who is the Lord? He's the final source of all authority and power. Submit to God's delegated authority. God has delegated his authority and power in this blessed book we call the Bible. Every time we read the Bible, we see God's authority. God has put his authority in his man, in his local church. The Bible says, well, I can serve God without the Bible. I can serve God without placing myself uh, under the authority of the local church. I can live my Christian life without following uh, following what the man of God. I don't need pastor. I don't need the Bible. I don't need God. That way you are going to hurt yourself. God has placed his authority upon his man. Hebrews 13 verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit to yourselves to them. Why would I submit? God's authority dictates you. God's authority dictates you. The most important authority and power of God that you must yield yourself to is the power, His power to save. He can save you. John 1.12 But as many as receive Him to them gave he what? The power. That's God's power. Authority 
to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, He's the He's 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 Jesus in the time of Pharaoh. He's the Son of God during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. He is Jesus, is Lord of all. I hope you can sing deep in your heart this song through this message today. Jesus is Lord of all. All my tomorrow, all my past, Jesus is Lord of all. I've quit my struggle, contentment has last. Jesus is Lord of all. King of kings, Lord of Lord, Jesus is Lord of all. All my possessions and all my life, Jesus is Lord of all. Look deep in, inside of your heart and see there is something there that you refuse to submit as far as God's authority and God's power is concerned. Be totally yielded. He's Lord of all, Lord. I look into my heart deeply and I find nothing that I refuse to submit to you. He must be Lord of all. All of my conflicts, all of my thoughts, Jesus is Lord of all. His love wins the battles. Jesus is Lord of all. I like that song. King of kings and Lord of lords, all my possessions and all my life, Jesus is Lord of all. Would you please stand? If you are here this morning, you have never experience God's power to save. He will save you if you open your heart to Jesus Christ. He will save you. And what, 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 what do I do, Pastor, to be saved? Open your heart to Jesus. Those who are watching me, watching this broadcast, listening to this broadcast in your individual homes, maybe you are with someone who is not yet saved, please lead them to receive Jesus. Follow this prayer. Lord Jesus, you died for my sins. You are my Savior. I realize that God has the power to save me if I believe in Jesus. If I repent of my sins and believe in Jesus, I now repent of all my sins and by faith receive Jesus into my heart. Christians, let us cast out completely the spirit of backsliding, backsliding in our hearts. Amen and amen. If you have been living, trying to seek false freedom, come back to God. Maybe you have not, you have failed to, you may have served God, you may have recognized God at some level, but you failed to put God first in the disposal of everything that God has lent us. Time, talent, our treasure, 
our opportunities. God must first in all. We're going to sing an invitation song this time. Sir Greg will come and do it. Sir Greg, please. Remember, you don't need to come forward. Just pick a decision card over there. And uh, Sir Mark, you do the singing. Just one verse. Let's sing just as I am. Just as the word of God has been great. And if you are not yet saved, God has given you great opportunity to be saved today. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. God made several promises assuring you that when you accept His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Great opportunity. Turn around, repent, and come back to God. God will save your soul. Not tomorrow, but today. Today is your salvation day. Be saved today. And all the people say, Amen. So thank you, Pastor, for that great message. Exodus chapter 5. People who continually refuse to the power and authority of God. So we thank God for continually feeding us with this word, especially at this pandemic time. People are, are distressed. But uh, at the end of the day, God is faithful. On the other hand, uh, we need to be faithful as well. Okay? So let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let us pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, we thank you and we praise your holy name as our holy and sovereign God. Thank you so much, knowing that you are in control of everything. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you can do everything that you wish because you know everything. And Lord, even Satan is under your control. Thank you so much for reminding us in all these things. As you have given us some power, dear Father, help us to use this power, especially in line with the Great Commission, bringing others to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. As many are still in the dark, especially our family members, our clans and friends, Lord, help us that we will have that courageous heart to tell them about the good news of salvation, to strengthen others who are in distress, who are in deep trouble. And we pray for them, Lord, that you will help them. And also help us to be strong, not to backslide, and help us not to forget to do the things that you have commanded us over other things. We have said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Help us, dear Father, to... Uh, Give our tithes and faith promise. You're the one who we trust that you will provide. If there is someone in our midst, physically and digitally, who is not yet saved, I pray and we pray the Holy Spirit will continue to talk to that person's heart that he, his family, will be saved. As we are about to go, bless your people, dear Father. Bring us back again in the house of God. And bless us continually. Continue to cover us with the precious blood of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So God bless us all.